Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WTIC Pet Talk. Today, Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital takes your pet health questions. Whether you have a dog, cat, or hamster, this is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. And now, Pet Talk. Good afternoon and welcome. Welcome to the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. I am in the studio right now. This is live. Uh, I am here. I was just talking with Anthony uh, just about life and um, I would love to have your company. I am Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. And this is a show where anything having to do with your pets, we can deal with. And, you know, I was listening to the news, if you were as well, and it was talking about the short of, shortage of veterinarians and those and how busy we are and how hard it really is to, to get an appointment. Uh, there are some practices that are not taking new patients. And so I'm totally exhausted from work, but I still love what I do. Uh, and that's why this show, to me, to come here on Saturdays is just so important because it is hard to get in. And we want to try to arm you with the proper information and make sure you're the your pet's best advocate. And if we can prevent diseases, that's fantastic. If there's certain things you can do at home, we'll try to guide you. And, and finally directing you to your veterinarian. So when you do get a pet, it's great if you can just, as soon as you get it, um, just go up, make sure you have an appointment, set up an appointment because it does take a while. But if you can establish that patient-client relationship early on when you do need for an emergency situation or just for some information in general, uh, you're already in the system. And so that would be my recommendation right now is Talk to your friends, talk to your family, get recommendations of veterinarians that they go to or they they like, uh, someone in the area that's well-respected. But don't wait until you have an issue to do that because then that's going to be a tough situation to get in. And then as the... Was, as we just heard in the news, it's the emergency hospitals, it's even harder to get in. And, you know, there's reasons for why this is happening, um, but this is not, not the hour to discuss it. But I am here. I, I go to work every day. And that's why you need to call me. You and I need to discuss um, what's going on with your pets. I always bring some information. Uh, for for the hour, but I would prefer just to answer your questions and to help guide you. So give me a call at one eight hundred nine six six 
800-522-9842 or 860-522-9842. And of course, you know, 9842 equates to WTIC. So I will alternate generally on Saturdays uh, with Lori Fass. And having said that, it's um, we kind of didn't do every other. We did once a day. Um, we, we are going to go ahead and um, I know it looks like we got a call coming in, too. So we'll, we'll grab that in just a second. Anthony will be right with you. So I, I so what we did, I could not work um, next week here. So I'm doing two Saturdays in a row. And Lori Fass will be here um, for the next two weeks where she can talk to you about your training questions. So one of the things that I know, it might seem a little bit premature, and we can only hope and we can dream, but I want to talk about the right way to take your dog camping. Uh, and full disclosure, I am not a camper. Uh, I like running water. I like flushing toilets. Um, I, I, I do, I've tried it, and it's just not me, but I do know a lot of people that camp, and I have a lot of clients that camp. So let's get ready for that, okay? Let's make sure that obviously you want to start your trip with researching what campgrounds will allow you to bring your pets with you, in particular dogs. So U.S. national parks, for the most part, do not allow dogs in the backcountry, but they're allowed in the front, though you can find campsites and designated trails. on. They have a great website uh, on the national parks, and it's easy. It's nps.gov. Uh, state and local parks actually have fewer restrictions on their trails and campgrounds, but you want to look and you want to research what they require when they require it. Um, I think a lot of people that were camping before they had a dog just see dogs around, but you don't, you may not be necessarily educated with what is required to bring your dog. So make sure you go, that's where you want to start. Let's find out where we're going to go and what we have to do in order to be allowed to bring our dogs with us. As far as our dogs are concerned, you want to prepare them with the necessary skills to be an excellent camper. And you want to start doing this now, months in advance. And that includes training recall, make sure they listen to you. I actually like the idea of using a mat or a camping bed, if you can kind of uh, secure something like that. And that would be a place where they can settle down and relax during the day, as well as sleep at night. Another great idea is to practice in your backyard. Now, we may have to wait till it's a little bit warmer and the ground's a little bit drier, but set up a campsite with a tent and spend some time preparing in your own backyard if you're able to do that. And again, as we get closer, as we start getting into April, May, you can even start a fire pit or a camp stove. Because remember, this is going to be an adjustment for your dog. They're They're not used to having clanging noises. The other thing is that they're not used to night sounds that are going to be outside. And if you have a puppy, even though you know they're, they're young, you want to start them early. So try to do see if you can do that ahead of time. And if you don't have a backyard, use your living room, use your family room and pretend that you're camping. You will be amazed at how, um, how they will adjust. And, and it just makes for an easier camping environment. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break from the camping uh, conversation. So that's just to kind of prepare you. Then we'll break down what you're going to do for food and um, you know some of the equipment you need to bring. But as I've talked about over and over again is that I'm going to take calls as a priority, and we'll get back to the, the camping conversation a little bit later. And, Al, that means that I'm going to talk with you now. How are you? How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Not too bad. Okay. I have 
four-year-old yellow lab. Mm-hmm. And on her, like, front legs were, you know, her elbows, you get those bare spots. Like, I don't know if they call them hot spots or what you would call them. Right. And then, like, there's also a couple other spots, like, on her paw that she's always messing with. Like, a, like a, it's like a black spot, but I'm not, I don't know exactly what you call them. But okay. I think I can picture it. So, right at the elbows, I think you're referring to what I would call a, a callus. It's like there's no hair there, and right, it's getting right. thickened. I mean, I can really picture that on the elbows. I'm not sure what it is on the paws. Um, is it on the top of the paw or the yeah, side? Yeah, right on the top of the Like on one paw, is perfect. On the other paw, like between a couple of the toes. Not in between them, but a little farther back, she got like a little black spot that she'll like okay. lick and mess with, you know? Yeah. You know, Al, I think we're talking about two different things um, with the front versus the back. I would... Th- for me, a lab, how much does she weigh? 80 pounds? Uh, she's a little heavier. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to let you say that. Yeah, she's okay. about 125 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Okay. She's a big girl. She's she big is. Girl. Yeah. And, you know, and I think this is a good time to start working on those elbows, start working on those calluses, because they can get to the point they get really thickened, and then they'll crack and they'll bleed, and, and it becomes a nuisance. Um, yeah. I, and a lot of times, you know, these dogs that tend to get this, you want them to lie on something soft. You want them to give, get them a bed, and they prefer the wood floor, or they p- prefer, you know, the n- linoleum. Is that kind right. of her case? Is that what she likes, the cooler yeah, floor? Yeah, she likes the the wood floor. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I got a leather couch. She'll sleep on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Usually something cool, something cool, you know. But, yeah, yeah she, like, I, she comes on the bed a lot, but she goes sleeps on the floor or the, or the couch or something. Right. Usually the floor. Right. So I think with that, um, I like using, um, it's called bag balm. It's, it comes like in a green container, a little t- uh, aluminum tin. It's actually used, you can get it at CVS, you can get it at dr- local drugstores. And it's actually used uh, for uh, cow udders, um, but it really softens and it's somewhat antibacterial. And I would put just a little bit on those elbows because we... I mean, we're not, hair is never going to grow back there, but at least we can keep them from getting worse. And I would do that maybe two or three times a week, not make them really greasy, but just just put something on there and work that in. And that's going to help keep those uh, calluses to a minimum. And the, this is the only other question I want to ask you is, like I tend when I give her treats, I give her pig ears and bully sticks. Yeah. Is that bad or is that? You know, it's not that it's I don't ba- give her rawhide, but I thought that since it was natural, I think they can digest it better. But Right. And, and you know, if she, and if her system digests them, that's fine. I think as long as she's not breaking off pieces. Um, and, and sometimes I will have dogs that just break off the pieces and, they, and it gets a little bit, uh, it irritates the intestinal lining. I, you know, I, I'm just not, people like them. It keeps their dogs busy. And if you're not having any problem, that's okay. I tend to see the dogs that do have problems and it becomes an issue. So what I like to do is I like the, those like a Kong and, and putting some stuffing something like a little peanut butter or a nice treat inside and keep them busy that way. Right, right, So right. that's my go-to. How do I keep my pet happy and give them something to chew on? So that's – I don't have a lot of variation from that. But that's a gotcha. personal choice. And again, it's just like, again, because I see the dogs that have problems with it. So even though your dog's not having any, again, that's you make that decision as their pet parent. But I'm just not a huge fan. 
couch. Does it yeah, make she sense? has no visible. She loves them. She always, okay. yeah, she never yeah. has really has any issues with her digestion. And, you know, <laughs> All that's why I wanted to check because I, yeah. I do tend to give her a few of those. Okay. <laughs> and is she overweight? I mean, Al, at 125? Yeah, a, yeah, I would say okay. she's, she's a big girl, but yeah, she's a little overweight. She doesn't really look it too much, but yeah, she's a, yeah, definitely okay. a little overweight. Yeah. And I think that adds to the callus situation too, because she's heavier. And I don't know if then when she goes down, like when she goes to lay down, does she bang on her elbows when she lays down or is it a nice smooth lane? No, not really. She just good. like slowly slides good. into her spot, you know? Yeah, good. That, that'll be excellent. So um, what I'm going to do is I know we have, um, um, with that, I'm going to make sure that we keep that aside Get some bag bomb. It's not expensive. I think that'll be really good. Um, and then if I'm, I think we're going to have to take a break. I know we have another caller coming in, too, so I'm not sure which we're going to do first. Um, but I think that we, if I have to put you on hold, I will, because I do think what's happening with the, the rear paw is something else, and we have to address that just a little bit differently um, with that rear paw. I it's think, actually a front paw. Oh, oh, it's the same paw. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, that to me is a little bit more of um, and, and let me um, I think that's more of a her kind of whether she's had an abrasion first and now she's just really working at it. She's like yeah. really going at it, and I think that's what we want to try to stop. So sometimes if you can put a sock on there, you can even put put some of that bag mom on that too. But but. They right. become like, lick, they call them lick granulomas, and they just keep licking at them, and it becomes more and more infected. So you want to try to break the cycle, whether you use a collar or whether you use something else um, to try to keep them from getting it. But I like just a nice cotton sock to try to see if we can break that cycle. Okay. Thank you very much. You're Perfect. so Thank welcome, you. Al. Thank you. And I think um, after the break, we have a caller that has some thoughts about your callus on your elbows, too. So you stay tuned, okay? I'll keep listening. Thank you very <laughs> much. Right. Bye-bye now. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more veterinary edition of Pet Talk. Welcome back. You are listening to more Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital, and we are talking veterinary medicine. We're talking about anything having to do with your pets and we uh, were talking with Al just before the break about a very uh, common condition that I see. Um, and sometimes people don't even really bring it up when they come in for their annual or biannual exam. Um, but again, it's something that we do see quite often. And more often than not, it is an issue with our larger dogs, our labs, golden retrievers, um, German shepherds, etc. So, And especially dogs that like the cool floor. But Joe... Um, thank you for joining us here on Pet Talk. How are you today? How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Pretty good. good. Okay, good. Two things. Your yes. previous caller. Yeah. I have to do this with my dog with the bully sticks. When it gets to the end, uh-huh. take them away. Because yeah. I just swallowed them. I was fortunate. Thank God, Mother Mary. He swallowed them, and it, he vomited up the next day. But that got down there. It could have been a problem. Yeah, see, that's why I, and that's a good point. That's why I just kind of avoid them personally altogether. But that's a very good point. Just watch where they're at with that. I kind of made a little contraction where you can't go down there, but. Okay. Another thing, I mean, you brought it up and you were nice about it, but I don't have to be so nice. If that dog does not lose weight, a lap is not supposed to be 125 pounds, especially a female. That's going to be Lisa's problems, the elbows, us calluses. 
Yeah, we've we've talked about weight control, and I think again we have a ch- an opportunity to work on the weight at four years old, and that's where um, I agree with you. And I think with that, you know, that's enormous for a female lab. I, 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 a little overweight. Well, I think again, but uh, Joe and you, you, you right? I, I, you and I will kind of I, I approach things a little bit differently, and you're a great pet advocate. I think that I do kind of hold judgment because I have seen some larger dogs. I agree. I it didn't have to be said, but he 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 was. Um, I think he was forthcoming. But that's why whenever our patients come to us, we weigh them every single time they come in, even if they were here the week before, and we start having that conversation looking at body conditioning score, looking at how much weight those legs are carrying. So I do think that um, it, it is a conversation to be had, and you're probably right. And But, you know, again, I talked to people about – I talked to one woman this week about looking at the bag of food and seeing how many calories – because each bag of food is different. Each brand of food is different. And she said, you know, I count calories for myself. I never even thought about counting calories for my dog. Another thing, uh, I have one woman that I know of. She was, uh, how many cups? If he was, I think it's like, they don't measure. They think a cup is a coffee cup or whatever, and they put the whole thing, and they think they're only getting three cups. He's getting six cups. You know what, you Joe? You and I need to go on the road. You need to be a co-host yeah, here. I don't have to be nice because I don't. I don't. I've had it. I've had it with these people. I've right, had but it with I think them. again, sometimes you don't. You know, sometimes a little honey. They well, again, they the, the lessons you're selling it straight. Sometimes the lessons they kind of absorb it a little bit better. But you're right. So I also, at our hospital, we actually have cups that are one cup, eight ounces, period. And I hand it to the owners and I said, this is what one cup is. And you're right. They use the coffee can. They're, you know, well, that's their one cup. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I had one. Okay. I, met, I weigh my food in grams. I had one cup that they said it was. They said one gram equal a cup, right? Mm-hmm. Really? And when I weighed it, one gram I mean, one cup was like 125. They were off about 25 or 30 percent. Mm-hmm. I called them up. They said, send us a sample. We'll see. Right. I wouldn't mind if it was off like 5, 10 percent. And they basically says, I'm right. And I stopped using that dog food because they can't get that right. How do I know the nutrition values that are putting in there is right and everything? In- I, I know I go to the extreme. I have a kitchen scale. I, mail, I weigh it and all that stuff. By the way, my dog only weighs 60 pounds. My my dog is lean too. I have a Bouvier and he is sixty six pounds. But, but he gets he gets five, he gets about two thousand calories a day. Okay, because he averages nine to ten miles a day wow. walking. And I and trust me, it's every day. We did over thirty four hundred miles last year. Right, and he's not neutered, mm. so his metabolism is faster. And everything. Right. But he's on, I mean, I know. I'm, okay, I'll try to be nice. He's over there when I give him treats, when I give him this, no, sir, no more treats. The dog is overweight, and when he gets, gets old, he's not going to be able to up the stairs. And if arthritis sets in, you're going to have a big problem. I, you know, and I was going to talk about, so I, I have to take a news break. Oh, uh, uh, you could be, uh, you know what you want to do? Whatever, hire me. I'll, I'll give him instructions <laughs> in your veterinary clinic. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll but I'm going to talk give, about hip dysplasia. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a phone call, follow-up calls. Cause I, yeah, let me, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You have a good day, Joe. Thank you. Be safe. Bye-bye now. And he, but he's right. He's right. We just say things a little bit differently. That's all. Um, but we're going to talk about hips, and we're going to talk about hip dysplasia and how you can tell whether what you're, whether it's an issue for your dog. So I'm going to um, go ahead and uh, let, let's take some news, and we'll be right back with more Pet Talk on WTIC News Talk 1080. Pet Talk is back. Now Saturdays at 1 on WTIC News Talk 1080. Don't have to be responsible. 
We appreciate you coming back and joining us here on Pet Talk. And if it's Saturday, 1 o'clock, it is Pet Talk. We have a veterinary version of the show, and we also have your pet training aspect of the show with Lori Fass. Uh, I did two Saturdays in a row, which I'm happy to do, and uh, Lori will be here next week. I believe the next time I'm on is going to be March 19th, but we work here as a team, and sometimes if something falls through, we between the two of us, we try our best to always be here in the studio live, because again, this is a show about you and your pets, and the best way to do that is, yes, I can give you tons of information I mean, there's a lot of experience um, in this brain, and um, I'm happy to share what I know, but I need to know what you need. I need to know what's important to you, what's happening at the moment with your pets. Um, And because, again, we talked earlier about how difficult it is to uh, secure um, uh, an appointment when you want it. Veterinarians are extremely busy. We're having, um, we're dealing with a shortage of veterinarians. Um, so, and again, there's that's a whole other show why that is happening. But um, I still enjoy what I do. I'm happy to work hard. But this is so easy. This is easy for you to give us a call and and ask your question without any fear of judgment at whatsoever. So call me at 800-966-9842 or 860-522-9842. I would like to um, thank Justin Levine for making sure that the music when we come back after break is always upbeat and lively and uh, it, it, music generally music makes people feel good and, and we can we also found that music can be very soothing to your pets too so you know some people that actually leave music on when they go to work now that people are slowly going back to work and um, I know my son's uh, Work is starting back up in person in July, and I've heard about others starting up this spring in May. So that will, I'll probably kind of concentrate on that, some some ideas and some thoughts for you, how to help your pet make that adjustment uh, of you guys going back to work. Some of us never stopped. Some of us were still going to the office. So in anticipation of, hey, we've got um, some better weather maybe 40 degrees today. Um, you know, I talked about, you know, getting ready for camping. So I just want to mention a couple of things as our, our calls come in. And that is packing the food for your dog. If you're going to start bringing your dog camping with you, bring as much food as your dog or cat, um, you know, bring as much as you're going to need with just a little extra. You don't want to hold, carry a big bag of food knowing too that it's got to be in a safe, secure place so that wildlife don't eat it. So that's um, one thing you want to kind of just bring what you need and a little extra. The other thing to consider is that, you know, in a new environment, pets don't always eat the same. Usually their appetite decreases just a little bit. So why not bring some safe, enticing topper, something you can kind of mix in their food uh, a little bit of a treat. My favorite is uh, bringing along some cooked chicken breast. You know, just bake the chicken breast, chop it up, and, and pack it up with you and just kind of put that on a topping. The other thing, I, I like chicken broth. Some people that don't um, would prefer vegetable broth. That's another idea. But keep in mind that it's they're a little bit preoccupied with the sounds in the area. They may not feel as secure when they're eating outdoors. So Bring something to make sure that they feel special and along with their special treats. Um, And again, make sure that food is packed away. The other recommendation I'd like to make is keeping a copy of your pet's medical records, in particular their vaccine history 
And as we talked about at the top of the show, let's go ahead and find out what each camping site requires. Because if there's a vaccine that your pet does not have and they require it for admittance, then you want to make sure that happens in plenty of time. So that vaccine history is very important for you to have with them. Um, and, And again, in particular, you know, there's making sure your pet is vaccinated against rabies is a no brainer when people are out in the open there. Right. So with that medical history, your, your veterinary, um, veterinarian office is happy. You know, everything is kind of, I would say for them, 99% of veterinary offices are all computerized and there's a way of just going ahead and, and making a copy and printing out just the vaccines and that alone, if that's all you want to carry with you. The other consideration is um, getting an LED dog collar. I like those, you know, with a nice bright light. So some of us that do live in sort of a city type environment, when you go camping, it is so dark. And, you know, sometimes, especially if your pet is dark, you really don't see them. So they have made some nice uh, LED collars that you can attach um, to your or light that's within the collar or there lights that you can attach to your dog's collar. So that's also something to consider when you're putting your little list of things to do. I love a dog bed. Uh, again, you don't want to get something that is not huge and n- you want to make sure it's something that you can clean easily. But if you can bring their camping bed with them, that would be ideal. And also in terms of safety, um, the GPS collar, there's a lot of different um, options with that. Uh, it, it, again, it's it's usually something that attaches to the collar, and you can have a way of tracking your pet if they got lost on your phone, uh, whatever smart device that you have, as well as that, at least you can find your pet. And, of course, the microchipping, and we've talked about microchipping, which is not a GPS system, but at least if your dog is found, it identifies your dog. So the combination of both, we should be fairly uh, comfortable and feel safe that we're going to be able to make sure we, our dog is, is found. And finally, as far as some camping ideas, you know, I know I talk about heartworm prevention and flea and tick prevention, but if you're going to, ticks are just a way of life, especially here in the Northeast. And they carry some horrific diseases. Uh, I see them every day. So if we can put something on them or something they they ingest that's safe, that will be a huge benefit to making sure that they do not um, have ticks that attach for a long period of time. Now, sometimes with these preventatives, in terms of fleas and ticks, the fleas almost all, they, they die pretty quickly. The ticks will sometimes still attach. But what's key about them is that they attach, but the medication does not allow them to inject the disease. They cannot inject the Lyme Borrelia. They cannot inject uh, Babesia. So that's why you might don't get frustrated if you say, well, my dog, I've been using tick and flea prevention, and I still find ticks on them. Most of them are going to still die, but the key thing is that they're going to not be unable to transmit disease to your dog. Um, you know, sometimes people will say, well, I wish I had something for myself. And that's one of the things that um, I, I don't walk in the woods. I only kind of walk on paths because, again, I'm, I'm just a little bit frightened of the different um, tick-borne diseases that we have. And then as far as heartworm, 
How is heartworm? How do dogs get heartworm in cats? They get it from a mosquito bite. They get it from mosquito. Not every mosquito has heartworm, but that's mosquitoes. And the only way we can prevent them from getting it is using a preventative medication. And that's why that's extremely important because I would imagine those of you that camp, there's a few more mosquitoes out there in the camping grounds than there are around your own home. So those key things were... Even if you are someone that doesn't believe in giving heartworm prevention all year round, like I recommend, but you like stop for a few months, let's start back up. It's March. We have to get ready. I am treating two dogs right now that actually have heartworm and it's horrendous. It's expensive. It's painful to treat them. And these horrible creatures are leaving in this dog's heart. So those are the things to things we don't want to do regularly, plus some ideas for if those of you that are really try to enjoy camping. And and the reason why this is important to talk about now is for many of you, this is the first time you've had a pet. I, I can just tell by the numbers of people that are coming in and or you've, you're a camper, but you've never incorporated your pet into that. And if you're not the camper that you, that's listening now, you, you have children that like to camp or cousins, or a father, mother, just kind of pass on some of this this wisdom and have them just kind of do their research first before they take uh, their dogs and cats camping. And I would always, I would always have them on a leash, some sort of attachment so that if they hear a car backfiring or somebody sets off a firecracker, that they're not going to run. So a little bit too, but have fun this summer. Have fun this spring. You won't find me on the campgrounds, but you all have a really good time and enjoy it. So I guess it's quarter of, so that means I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come in for our final segment of Pet Talk right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Pet Talk is back. Now Saturdays at 1 on WTIC News Talk 1080. Welcome back. You are listening to the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital, and I appreciate the phone calls to, uh, to up to this point. And again, this is what makes our, our show interesting is the interactive component of it. So I would have a kind time to take one or two more quick calls at 800-966-9842 or 860-522-9842, and we're happy to do so. Uh, if you do not have a moment to be able to call in or you're in the car and don't want to have, I mean, there are tons of people out there doing um, errands today. You can contact me through our website. And it's very easy. It's Bloomfield Animal Hospital CT.com. And we have a place to where you can contact us. We actually, even we have a link where you can hear some of the um, shows, the older shows on Pet Talk. And we have a lot of great information. Uh, one of my favorites is when people call, we tell them that when their dog has been skunked, we say, just go to our website. There's a nice little recipe because that's going to be happening this spring as well. So um, please, uh, it's a good uh, website for you to a lot of links to um, a lot of information that we don't always have the time to uh, discuss here on Pet Talk on Saturdays. So that's Bloomfield Animal Hospital CT.com. And our staff is great about going through the emails. We may not be able to get to it on a Monday, just because again, what's what's life like for all of us on Monday when it comes to work. Um, but uh, we will we will respond somehow, some way. I can guarantee you that. 
Earlier today, we were talking about uh, calluses on elbows, and I just want to make sure that people kind of really get that picture. We see it more in larger dogs, bigger breed dogs. And, you know, again, it's right at that elbow. You can tell it's usually on the lateral side or the outside um, because that's where they lay on on the surface. And it will, like a person with a callus that just gets bigger and thicker, and then if it's cold or they will crack and they will bleed, and I like the idea of getting something very inexpensive called Bag Balm. That's B A G B A L M. You know, you buy you buy this little. It comes in a green tin, and again, it lasts forever because you don't need a ton of it. But just keep those elbows, keep those calluses as soft as possible. Another common area for it is at the uh, what we call the tarsus, which is like the ankle. Uh, in the back legs. That's another area that sometimes uh, dogs will get calluses. And it's usually the ones that are um, lying on the harder surfaces. But tying in with that, and then Joe gave us a call and talked about weight control. And I've got to tell you that I was going to talk about hip dysplasia a little bit anyways. And it's just a reminder to some of the patients that I see. And when I talk to patients where I've mentioned the word hip dysplasia, I can see the confusion in their eyes, and especially when it's a young dog. So what, you know, what is hip dysplasia? And it's a common condition that we generally see in large breed dogs. Now, I have a pug that I'm dealing with it right now. I have two Boston Terriers, so it's not limited to large breed dogs, but we do, we see it more often than not. And those of you that are getting puppies and, or usually it's when you're buying a puppy from a breeder, you know, make sure you ask about hip dysplasia. There's a way of testing the parents. It's called OFA. Um, that's one way of testing. And then there's puppies that are actually tested as well with something called the, it's a pen hip. It's a, it's a um, x-rays that are taken. Um, they're certified. So it's one thing when breeders say, oh, we've have never had a problem with the hips. The hips are fine. Yes, it's great to see the mother and the father if they don't have a hip issue, but sometimes you really don't know. So I love to see those either one of those certifications, so that's OFA or Pen Hip. So kind of jot those down if you're thinking about getting a larger breed dog. Now, it's not 100% guarantee, but it sure helps because we know this disease is something that uh, is genetic. That's the most common, strongest link is through genetics. And that's why we tend to, again, see it in certain breeds more than others. And what does that mean? What does dysplasia mean? Well, it technically just means that there's abnormal growth in the development of the hips. And it occurs during a puppy's growing phase. Now, they may not be lame at that time, but that's when it's occurring. And it refers to like a poor fit. We all know that the hip is often referred to as a ball and socket joint, meaning the the head of the femur fits into this uh, socket. And that's what the head of the femur is what we call the ball. And that socket, if it's loose and it doesn't develop correctly over time, they start to uh, lose the smooth cartilage that is needed for that nice, smooth, uh, near frictionless guidance as your bones move back and forth. So that's one of the things that happens with them because it's not a, a secure joint. It doesn't fit as it should. But then what happens is as they get older, we, we see one group of dogs that usually by the time they're 6 to 18 months of age start showing signs of pain and another group that it's when they're older. But even though, so you, a lot of times this is not detected until they're um, older for many of these dogs. 
But if what I often do, if when I have a, a younger dog that may be walking a little funny, maybe the owner kind of um, will say, hey, once in a while I feel like he's painful, and then the next day he's fine, usually I will recommend, can I x-ray them while they're under? Can I x-ray them under um, while they're under anesthesia, especially at the time they're being neutered or, or spayed at that time? So that's one of the things that is really something that if your veterinarian recommends it, it's for a reason. And I would definitely make sure that you consider doing that. Okay. Let's make sure that we can consider that. So um, make sure I got on the right line. So, oh, boy, the hour is almost here, but we've got uh, Steve that called in. So, Steve, I want to try to get your uh, question in. Yep. I don't know if you're familiar with this as of yet because it's fairly new to Connecticut. There's a new tick-borne disease that if humans get it, they become allergic to red meat. Uh, I believe it's called AGF. I don't know if animals could get it or if if you have any familiarity with this. You know, Steve, thank you for um, asking. And and I'm always completely honest, I have not. Um, And I will, do you know what tick actually transmits it? Do you know if it's the deer tick or is it the brown dog tick? It might be the text. Texas Longhorn Tick. Yeah. I just happened to be uh, in the shower when I was hearing you talk and came yeah. across when you hear you talk about tick. So I didn't have much time to research it. So Oh, no, that's good. And if that's something I should reach, we, we are talking about, we, we are seeing more of the um, uh, the Texas long, Longhorn Tick as well here in, in the Northeast. Uh, again, because people are moving around, they're bringing their pets. But let me do my research. And, and I think if it's something that we have to uh, be aware of, especially with uh, our pets, I will make sure we'll, I'll talk about that the next show. Thank you for bringing that to my my attention. But I don't have any direct familiarity with that at this point in time. Yeah, I'm not surprised because, like I said, it's so, so new. So. Okay, well, we'll get on it. And I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, we're seeing new ticks in the area. That's the other aspect of this that um, that just just scary. I know we're all dealing with COVID, and we have been, and we feel like we're getting out of there, uh, coming out of that tunnel a little bit, and we want to be outside, and we want to be interactive with um, you know, with our environment and with friends again. But let's just be careful when it when it comes comes to ticks uh, and trying to prevent. I know with people, they even talk about. I'm one of those if I'm going to be out, even though I'm not a camper, which I've already admitted to, but I do like to walk and I will be one of those that takes their sock and I put it over my pants, even though I try to stay right on the paths. You never know when you rub up against a a bush or a a little plant and that's where the ticks are. I don't know if you've ever been to the beach. Well, I'm sure people have been to the beach, but there was one year I was at um, on the Cape and just looking at those tall blades of grass along the sandy path, and you could see these ticks just attached to the blades of grass. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. It was kind of gross. I think it was a bad year for ticks. So let's just be careful with our pets. And let's, uh, again, even with ourselves, I think that's going to be uh, the lesson here, too. But I promise, Steve, I will do my research on on the tick that he mentioned about being allergic to red meat. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back with a, some more information for everyone well, I want to thank Anthony Dorenzo for making sure that the show is produced and properly and everything moves smoothly. So I appreciate you, Anthony. You know that. And uh, I'll be back, like I said, in a, a, on the 19th. Yeah, on the 19th. But don't make sure you tune in. Lori Fast will be here and she'll answer all your training questions. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.